A secluded cabin sits peacefully on the edge of a lake, the perfect location for an aspiring writer to leave the big city and get some quiet time to contemplate and, and write. A big book deal looms on the horizon, and this setup is ideal for a young female writer to, to finish her short stories. Yet, the distant sound of a motor echoes across the lake. A gang of men storm the sanctuary and brutally assault the young female with no help near to hear her cries for help. Bloodied, beaten, the young writer is left for dead, lying in a pool of her own blood. Yet as the moonlight illuminates the ground around her, one eye opens and fire radiates from her pupils. She has only one thought on her mind, revenge. This is It Records. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. It's uh, it's me, one of your hosts, uh, Matt Johnson. Thanks for joining us and the other host here as always. Is... Did you just uh, did you just thank yourself? Did I? Did I thank myself? What if the... I think you think I think you just thanked yourself. I thought I said thanks for being. Oh, I said thanks for being here. That was meant to be <laughs> towards the audience. Like thank you for tuning in, not myself. <laughs> You're like, I'm Matt Johnson. Thanks for being here. <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure, really. <laughs> you know, I'm a keynote speaker. I get the, like, $25 a pop. Yeah. Apparently I'm the speaker and my own audience. That's great. Um, well, if you didn't know, Peter and Lindsay are with us again. Yeah, Peter and Lindsay. Welcome, welcome, co-hosts. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you kindly. And this week on the podcast, we watched the 1978 uh, cult cult horror film "I Spit on Your Grave," directed by Mir Zarchi. Am I pronouncing that right? Do you know that how to pronounce Maybe. it? Maybe. Yeah. Well, we'll go. With... You know, I I intentionally failed my spelling B championship, so <laughs> so you're not the one to ask. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Inten- I'm not lying though. I actually intentionally bombed a spelling. Why? Like the pressure school. just like got to you? Or? Yeah, I didn't want to be in front of a stage. Yeah, I completely understand. I don't want to be like in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. Well, how old were you? I was like, I want to be home and play video yeah, games. So you were in like. How old was I? Like fifth grade, I want to yeah, say. That's an appropriate response, for. I think. I misspelled batteries on purpose. I said three T's. Yeah. It's like the teacher really knew what I was trying to bomb. And, yeah. Was that like in the first round? Like, yeah, it was the first <laughs> round. Because I, I, I knew I could beat most people. Mm-hmm. You're a gifted speller, Pete. I've always said this about you. <laughs> no, it's not true. I think I was just, I think I was like in the dumb class. I was like, I was like, I was just at the top of the dumb class. You know? Okay. <laughs> you were number one in the dumb class. Big Good. fish in a small pond. Yeah. You got that as a little asterisk on your resume at the very bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got red underlined. <laughs> um. Oh, with that, we'll reel it back into the uh, Mirazarchi of I Spit on Your Grave. He not only directed this film, um, but he was the writer, the producer, and the editor for this film. Yeah. I think he actually yeah. distributed it, too, because uh, he couldn't find a distributor until two years later man this was a uh, sort of a passion project of his then yeah he really carried the full load on this one mm-hmm. well he was uh he was 
either married or dating the lead actress at the time too. Oh, I didn't know that. When he was when he was filming the movie, and it, I think they rebranded it because I think the the original name I want to say is was a day of a woman is the original title. Yeah. That, that is correct, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. No, I was just that, that's oh. the only tip that I had. <laughs> yeah, and that actress's name is Camille Keaton. Uh, she played Jennifer Hills, the the lead in this movie. Um, and for those who don't know, just real quick before we get too far into the plot, I spit on your grave. Um, 1978 is about an aspiring writer, Jennifer Hills. We follow her. She's left New York, Manhattan. She's a, uh, a short story novelist, and she goes into this cabin area in the woods, and she um, is gang raped, humiliated, left for dead by four men, and then she systematically hunts them down to seek revenge. That's the plot line hour and 40 minutes or so um but uh pete you mentioned this is uh was originally called uh a day of a day of the woman the day of the woman day of a woman yeah Yeah. but it's based off the 1946 novel as well called i spit on your graves Uh and oh yeah and there's one more title it was released as, and it's I um, I think that was my favorite one, and I can't remember the other title it was released as, which is a little infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> it was my favorite, but I have no idea what it was called. Yeah, it was like, um, oh, I hate your guts. Yeah, that's what it was. I hate your guts was the other one. Mm-hmm. That's an appropriate response to this movie. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, so, what was your, I'm calling you out, you were the one that picked this movie. Who are you, who are you speaking to right now? I, I'm talking to you. <laughs> oh, I'm to me? At, yeah, I'm pointing at you. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard because I'm pointing at a screen, so it's not. Right. It's a little ambiguous. Yeah. For me. But, uh, what was your reasoning? Yeah, um. I was just kind of like reviewing a lot of the the movies we had done on the podcast, and it's been a while, if really ever on the podcast, that we did sort of this subgenre of horror, and I wanted to do one that's like um, really hyper-violent, or like it falls in that exploitation type horror genre, which I yeah. feel this one does. This is like very hyper-sexualized, very mm-hmm. hyper-violent, and one, a movie that like is hard to stomach. I really was looking for one like that. Uh, the original one I was thinking about was Cannibal Holocaust, and but I, I reverted to this one because I... Uh, <laughs> I made you do that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I, true. I, I nixed it because, uh, and then like, when I saw that was your rebuttal, and I was like, oh great, I yeah. know what that movie's about, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want to like nix two movies in a row because it's like, it's supposed to be like, it, whoever's pick it is, it's their pick, but with Cannibal Holocaust, I've seen it already. And I really dislike it, and it's hard for me to stomach that movie. Sure. Not to say I can't stomach it. Like, it's same reaction, pretty much, for this movie. It's hard to stomach. But I, I never seen it. But, you know. Yeah. Yes, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's fair. That's I mean, that's why I wanted to choose one like this and get that response from you, is because I wanted to do, like, one of those movies that really makes you feel uncomfortable just by watching and we do horror movies and they're meant to do that but like one that's just very visceral and even for myself who chose this i watched it in two full chunks 
because I couldn't I couldn't sit through the whole thing. I was just very uneasy. Yeah. I stopped it and picked it up later the next day. It's surprisingly not the most fucked up movie I've seen. Yeah. Do you have any off the top of your head that you uh that are on par with this one or worse? Oh, I definitely know one way well, worse. Yeah. Uh do you want the full title? Yes. Or... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh Silo 120 Days of Sodom. Oh, that sounds okay. like it's, it's bad. from it's from Italy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. From like the 70s and it's like during fascist Italy and like all these like 18 year olds are like all captured by like Italian fascists that are like you know, obviously with Germany and they just like take them prisoner and wow. exploit them and it's for 120 god. days oh god it's so hard I like cried for like a day and a half <laughs> oh. I'm gonna have to check that one out then well in pieces I guess <laughs> Because you, not, you not made it sound this. very enticing. I don't want to talk about that. It, it was really hard to get yeah. through, and I mm-hmm. it's I watched the director's cut, which was three hours long. Oh, that's that's just sounds rough. And like, what the really confusing part? Sorry, this is a tangent about a movie that's not yeah. this movie. Yeah, um, finish. Yeah, go ahead. It's the it's filmed like so they use like like everything is like looks like a painting. And then, like, everything else in it is just so revolting. Oh, gotcha. So you just have, like, two, like, very, like, distinct feelings going on. You're like, wow, this, like, cinematography yeah. is, like, really good for some reason. And then, like, oh, this is, it's just human suffering on, like, film right now. Even though it's not real, it's really hard to watch. Yeah. Okay. I would imagine so. Man. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah, I would say uh, soul crushing is uh, a way to describe that movie. <laughs> That's the subgenre it falls into. Soul yeah. crushing, the losing the will to live, things yeah. like that. It's it's uh, you know it's not your average day in the park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess with I spit in your grave and how it falls into that category, at least I mean I think for most people. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an hour and forty minute movie, <clears throat> right? Yeah, hour and forty minutes, and. I was I watched the time, and it's at least like thirty minutes of this movie, is just rape. Yeah. Just it's a rape scene for like thirty consecutive minutes of this movie, and it's very unnerving. And that's that's yeah. where I took a break. Is I couldn't. Well, because it is fucking. Well, it. I don't know if it's continuous, but I know it happens on three fucking separate occasions, which is why it extends for so long. Yeah. 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 It's basically, I mean, yeah, it is three separate occasions, but it's essentially, in, in the, in the, I guess, the frame of the story, the plot line, it's consecutive. But there is, I guess, a little breather. Yeah. In the filming of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you think she's going to get away, and then, like, yeah. oh, somehow they're at that place again. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> or different, like, she's, like, slowly making her way back to the cabin. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they, like, keep following her. And I'm like, oh, what? It wasn't enough? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it was Fair. pretty bad and very disturbing. Mm-hmm. I also watched it in, like, two halves, you know? It was it was definitely too much all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. I think, so... 
I think it was the way because I read Roger Ebert's review about it. <laughs> oh, and it's, yeah, it's I pretty love funny that. because he, mm-hmm. he just was so he was so mad. He was so mad. <laughs> yeah. He's like everyone there was a creep. He's like every, he's like every, and he's like someone was cheering for for like like for the rapist. Like someone was cheering for the rapist in the movie theater. Uh, and then, like, and then there was some other guy cheering for, like, yeah, you go, girl, when she was, like, slitting his balls off or whatever, his dick off, whatever the hell she did. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, yeah. I hate humanity. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a very yeah. fair response. Yeah, didn't he say, and I could be getting it wrong, but, like, it's one of the worst movies ever made or the worst movie ever made yeah in his review yeah yeah on his most hated list on his most hated list that's what it is yeah the original i spit on your grave yep yeah i mean you brought up ebert and his review but i i guess that could get us into really all the critical reception of this movie when it came out and the censorship that surrounded it Mm um uh, i don't think many people in 78 were uh on board for this film i think a lot of people when it came out were negative reviews which is maybe why it has sort of a cult following is because so much publicity was directed yeah i mean you're definitely just gonna find there's just gonna be people liking any movie no matter how bad it is or how messed up it is there's gonna be a certain group of people that are gonna gravitate towards it and like that's fine. Like if it's like if it's a movie you like, like whatever. But for the most part, this is not for your average moviegoer. Yeah. No, not in the least bit. In terms of the censorship, that I was going to say is, was it originally? I mean, Lindsay, you said he he distrib- distributed it himself. Mm-hmm. Was it banned here in the United States on a list release? Let me look. I know it wasn't. That. I know it was banned in several other countries. Um, I think, like, England banned it. uh, And, like, Ireland. Yeah. Um, England is always quick to ban movies, especially back then. They had so many, like, banned. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was banned here. But it was just very had a very limited release because of uh lack of a distributor yeah and we then do it. yeah then he found a distributor in 1980 and then it was released a little bit more widespread after that but yeah it's yeah. kind of weird how so i don't want to say it was typically don't. yeah i was gonna say we typically don't ban movies in the united states like there's like Obviously, like, stuff that's, like, not movies that are, like, like, fucking death movies or whatever you want to call them. That's going to a whole nother genre. But anyways, um, it's because of the rating system that we have, I think, kind of prevents that. Um, If it gets, like, an NC-17 rating, like, now it's just going to fail, basically, because no one's going to see it. That's true. They can't make any money. It's just like it's just gonna like fail. It's just gonna like go into obscurity, basically. If it doesn't have like at least an R rating, mm-hmm. but then like mm-hmm. some cult, like and then like someone finds it and is like, oh, like let's watch it at this movie theater that's in our town. <laughs> and then there's like ten people that watch it, and then they're like, yeah, this movie's great. Yeah, it's so great. Yeah, totally. Um, but then I guess I have a follow up. That's it's not directly related to this, but the future of 
maybe the horror industry is you said um, that if a movie doesn't get like an R rating, it's NC-17, it's not going to make a lot of money because you can't put it in the theater or something, which is, I think, a valid point. If anything's NC-17, it's basically dead in the water. But with the advent of like Netflix and Hulu and all this streaming stuff, things don't get rated really anymore. They if it's do. like a Netflix movie. They do. They have to go through like the Motion Pictures Association of America. They st- they get a TV rating. They get an MA. Uh, um, do they? they? Do I don't think it does anything. They don't have to cut anything because yeah. they. Right. Netflix, it's up to Netflix to. To censor where they want to censor, and I think they abide by like this the rating system that they put in place, but they don't like censor anything sure okay interesting just curious about that i mean they may have i could have sworn like the only thing i could think of is like gerald's game which i've seen and i could have sworn it had ma rating okay but i could be wrong it could be it could be r for like they, they may have like a movie rating in place too but i think since netflix is more of like pushing out TV shows, I think they have to follow, like, that rating system. Okay. That makes sense. I'm not sure, though, but that's what I think. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess, uh, at this point, uh, I'll throw this question at you guys. Um, what did you guys think of the uh, the soundtrack to this film? What were your thoughts on it? Uh, I like don't even remember. Like, I, like yeah, was it like a? It was like yeah. a song. It was one weird song actually. I remember. I remember vaguely. There. Yeah. What the fuck was it? I don't even remember. It's because like there was no soundtrack. Okay, I thought uh, it was just he, me. He did, yeah, like she plays the record at one point when the guy's like she slit his testicles or whatever in the bathroom and he's bleeding out. She plays that record. And then there's like a distant song, I think, that you're referencing. In the boombox uh, earlier. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, it's like brief intervals, and it's like no music, no, not even like theme music underneath. It's just dead silence throughout this movie. Or uh, was it diegetic sound mm-hmm. from like the animals in the, in the wooded areas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of motorboat engines. Upside. A lot yeah, of that so much. <laughs> and just really interesting. Really angry small town men for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. group of four or five of them. They're like, I'm angry at New York City and I'm going to take it out on this woman. Yeah. Basically. Ugh. Yeah. Um, and, and speaking of the soundtrack, did you guys have any opinions on like. Because this was all Mir Zarchi's work on the editing, like the pacing or the, the camera work. Did you think there was anything special to it or anything that caught your attention? I think this movie has no redeeming qualities. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I there's, I don't think there's anything to point out. Or like mm-hmm. I, I was just not a fan of this movie. And yeah. I can't think of it. Like, I just remember sitting there during... Because the, I watched... Like you said, you, you guys watched it in two two intervals. I watched it in one, and I was just sitting there cross-armed, thinking it was a complete chore to watch this. And then I'm just like... 
Oh, that's how this movie ends? Okay, this movie sucked. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, I had I had similar feelings on it, where even the first part, I, I just found myself, like, constantly checking the time on the movie, yeah. mm-hmm. which is always an indicator for me. It's like, this is a bad movie. If I'm like, where am I at in the movie now? Yeah. Because even just, like, the camera work, the editing, it's, like, very, very oddly paced and, like, not... I don't know, not engaging. Sometimes the camera was just sitting on spots for a while, and I was like, "Why is it? Why are we still watching this?" And uh, yeah, there's one there's one scene where somebody like, you know, you cut to someone's like walking in a room, but when they actually film that, someone's probably just standing in a doorway. They say action, and they start walking, and the editor is supposed to not have them just stand there in the in the post. There are several scenes where someone was just like standing. Mm. And then it cuts you, and then they start walking. <laughs> so, nice. I was like, that's all Mir Zarchi's fault, though. I mean, he did, like, this whole movie. Yeah. Wrote it, edited, produced, directed. So It's yeah. almost like he or didn't Shane. know what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, there was, like, no artistic value in this movie. And uh, it was really hard to hear some spots. Um, and, mm-hmm. like, there was barely their dialogue. And like no character development, so those were some of the major yeah. things for me. I think. Yeah. Do you think this movie like so? It's obviously like you said, exploited. Well, totally butchered that word. Exploitative. <laughs> you know. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Two times is enough. <laughs> um. So because they got, I guess, sexual violence. They got that exploit down weirdly mm-hmm. um but do you, since she's also trying to get revenge do you think they're trying to capitalize on that like they're like oh it's a feminist movie because she's getting back at her attackers but then i'm just like yeah but is it the first it's, part it's, it's really not though it's just yeah. it's really fucked up movie that's just like one i knew it was fucked up going into it so I didn't really think it was as fucked up as I saw, but I was just, like, still not... I was like, I don't want to watch this. This yeah. is... This is too much. <laughs> I think that's kind of the, like, twist they were maybe trying to put on it, but... And that's, I have to say, like, that is the only, I guess, part that I liked, I guess, was her kind of, like, that badass in her, like, fully emerging, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, it's so crazy, like, how she, like, starts offing these guys, and she's, like, got a very, like, zen, like, calm, you know, attitude about it, and I was like, hey, you know, they got it coming, but, um, like <laughs> I said, like, <laughs> they got it coming, <laughs> but, you know, like, everything that happened prior to that, you know, is, like, very, very difficult to, I guess, uh, Except, I don't know, like, quite justify it, you know? Like, just, yeah. So how much I'm not so, going to say it's a feminist movie. Yeah. So, here, here's a, a separate question. During the movie, after she got raped, she, and then they, they're like, oh, you have, to the guy who had a crush on her, who had, like, a learning disability or whatever, um, said that he killed her so she wouldn't go to the cops. But she stayed there for mm-hmm. for how long? I don't know. A week, a day? I don't know. Like, mm. how much time has passed? And then 
like orders groceries <laughs> and like <laughs> call, yeah. calls him back and just kills him. Just kills that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the first Matthew? to go. Yeah, just hangs him like from a tree. Yeah. I'm like, shit. That one yeah. was probably like, you know, because he kind of sort of befriended her, you know, before like all this went down and then, you know, shit Dennis, happens and... Dennis made his character like stu- like just, the way his character was written was just really bad because obviously this movie has no story. Um, cause it, they really play up his like learning disability. Like they make him just like unbearable Yeah. or he doesn't mm-hmm. like get like social cues and just make him like, and then like all his friends like make fun of him because of his disability. And then like, he's like super in love with this girl because no girl ever paid attention to him or whatever reason. And that's why he's mm-hmm. a creep. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is really don't give you anything in this movie to really like root for. Besides, like, oh, like, yeah, you can get revenge on your attackers, but then like, it's even then you're just like, what did I just watch? Like, it's yeah, just, exactly. It's just like a tiring movie that has like a like too much like bad things in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely, and I agree. Like they want you to, I mean, be rooting for her, and like, oh, she's getting her revenge after you just watched a half hour of what happened to her. But it, it just doesn't. I don't know. It just maybe lacked direct the direction that the the director Mir Zarchi had because revenge movies work. I mean, it's not just that that genre doesn't work, but just the execution of it fell short. It just was kind of flat. Yeah. But that being said, I was. Uh, rooting for her <laughs> when when her her side came the last 30 minutes of the movie well, it's like it's kind of hard um, like not to because like you just have nothing to really grasp on during this movie so you're like might as well, well root for the girl who's getting her yeah. revenge because you know yeah. what happened to her was really fucked up and you know what fuck those guys because mm. especially the one with overalls who was like I have a wife and testicle. I have a wife and kids, but like, yeah, I, you walk around with shorts, and that really tells me something. I don't even know what the hell he was driving at. That he was that she was asking for it. Yeah, that old that whole stick. Yeah, with mm-hmm, well, she what she was wearing, she was asking for it is what I think he was going <laughs> for. Uh, yeah, and. We meet his wife and his wife and kid are in this movie, right? Yeah, they're briefly in it, and like his wife is like okay. looking for him. Okay, that's who those people yeah. were. Okay, got it. God, I was like, I think that's who they are, but I wasn't sure. And we 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 touched on this, but we talked about it being a revenge movie for her, and you're if anything, you're rooting for her in this movie um, because of what happened to her, and. I was just wondering how you guys felt about typically in a horror or the slasher movie, it's the last uh, last girl standing, it's the last woman, and she survives, but it's really that she's that character scene is sort of the okay. victim always. Yeah. But this one, she is a victim, but she's really 
those last 30 minutes, she's the driver. Like, she's getting the revenge. Yeah, she's the action compared the to running away we're used to seeing. from the killer or something and the violence. She's perpetrating it. Which I don't think it's one of the first ones to do that, but I think that's an interesting flip to the age-old trope of the horror genre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it would be... We saw... There's a 30-minute rape scene. That would be like sort of into the third act and her trying to get away would just be the ending i think like she might kill somebody but that would be the end of it that'd be the end of the movie where instead the last act is her perpetrating the action yeah which yeah so i think that's a that's i'll I'll give it to mirrors archie for that i guess that's something that i i pull yeah i feel like like not the specific like um movie but like maybe have like a good movie can be like from like the plot points like that so like uh so someone who's a victim in the beginning of the movie can totally flip and become like mm. i guess the uh the perpetrator i don't know what else to call it would would work in a horror movie like and like in good hands you can make that pretty cool and like interesting yeah Mm-hmm. absolutely and I mean that story is there like with this movie but I just think his execution was lacking um, in editing and the direction from Mears Archie mm-hmm. I think then um, it'd be a good time to talk about any sort of sequels or remakes well, to this movie there's plenty because <laughs> it, yeah. it did not die in surprising to me <laughs> Yeah. You would think, like, after, you know, this kind of flopped for the most part, you'd be one and done, but, um, did you guys hear, supposedly, there's a sequel coming next year with the original actress? Yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. It's, uh, I Spit on Your Grave, Deja Vu, and it's going to be directed by Mears Archie as well. It's supposed to, at least, yeah, in 2018. Yeah, I know. That's, I Count me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is, yeah, that's that's supposed to be the official sequel to the 1978 version. So 40 years later, a, mm-hmm. a new one's going to come out. I probably won't see it. Uh, but I I can't say that. I, I might come around to it. But that's the official sequel. But there also was a remake and then two, two sequels, sequels to that. To that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. That was what, two thousand ten? I think so, yeah. The and I, I didn't see the spit I spit in your grave two thousand ten version. Have you either of you seen it? No. No. Oh, okay. Now I'd like to see it just to see uh the similarities or what, what they did different. Yeah. This. I th- yeah. I've I like briefly read about it and then like they like I I remember reading about it that like they say that they even know like stuff is better in the remake like how the acting and the way it's shot is better but mm-hmm. like they tried like blurring the lines more between like the rape and like the revenge like to where like sh- like where the rapist were like oh if you kill me like they were really trying to make her seem out to be the bad guy and she was like falling for it I don't know I was like reading stuff about it I, I never seen it so like I I guess it was just this person's interpretation or, like, how they felt the movie was going. They tried, mm-hmm. like, 
making there like a moral consequence for her where like in <laughs> the original it's just her like I'm fucking getting my revenge and that's it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's that there's a difference between like like that in the remake that seems a little odd that they tried giving her like I guess like a choice. Yeah. She's got to have a choice of to say something or not. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'd be interested to see what the other two sequels to that one are. I think that one's called... <laughs> what was it? They Spit on Your Grave 2 is just Spit on Your Grave, and then Vengeance is Mine is Spit on Your Grave 3. <laughs> Do you guys know, we talked about how it critically wasn't received very well. Did it, I'm guessing it didn't do well monetarily, like in the box office. Yeah, I don't think it did. Oh, yeah. I don't think um, the director even, I think he barely made back what he spent in advertising is what I read. Wow. So, wouldn't call it a hit by any means. Yeah. Apparently the budget, I mean, is one point, what's $1.5 million for this movie? Really? Maybe that's total that's with marketing. higher but... than I thought it would be. Oh, me too. Oh, wow, yeah. I, I don't know the box office numbers. Probably really low. I'm I'm sure it's not 1.5 million. Uh, <laughs> especially since I can't like find it anywhere to watch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I really feel like uh, so. It, I think you used to be able to rent it on Amazon, but like now it's just not an option. I think a lot of these uh, big companies kind of like uh, don't want you to have certain movies. I feel like I don't know. Actually, there's. Maybe this one has a lot of bad press about it, so maybe that's why they kind of, like, yeah. limit the release of it. Because it only seems like you could get the DVD of it if you wanted it. But, like, that was the only option. I was like, I'm not fucking buying this movie to watch it. <laughs> yeah, same here. Like, that was the only way I could, like, get it from Amazon. I'm like, I'm probably not gonna... I don't want to spend a lot of money to own this and, like, never watch it again. Yeah, I'd be like... So... Mm. I mean, we all seem to be in agreement of our feelings watching it checking times mm -hmm. watching it in separate intervals and just mm -hmm. having a bad taste in their mouth about it the whole time and, and yeah. with no redeeming qualities I mean I don't think we have to like go around and say you know <laughs> defend or destroy but yeah I, I think like the only if, if we're going to go into Defender Destroy, I will destroy it. Uh, yeah. No secret yeah, there. No secret there either. But Something I mean, like the only like redeeming, and I'm, I'm doing air quotes for the listeners, um, quality is, I, mean, I, th I think people know this movie, especially if you know horror films, you've heard of it. Um, so it has some quality. It's that hyper-sexualized, hyper-violent hyper movie in the exploitation genre. So it has a cult following. Um, people seem to be drawn to it. It has several sequels. So, I mean, it, people seem to find some entertaining value in this series. I'm Who not gonna. Who are these people? I don't know. Pe they made they remade it in two sequels to the remake. They're making a sequel to the original. So people were watching <laughs> this movie. Uh, 
I again, I destroy it. I don't think this movie had any redeeming qualities. Maybe I thought Camille Keaton was fine, the main actress. I thought she did her acting was fine. I mean, she was the best um, act, best yeah. actor in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for like what yeah. she endured and what she did, I thought she was she was good. But everything else was no good. <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> no bueno. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, a, a thumbs down. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. A big thumbs It's down. gonna be a no from me. Design joy. <laughs> yes. Because there's like so, yeah, you... we didn't like we didn't even like really want to talk about the scenes either because like like it's just so boring the whole time and then until like you get to like the horrible stuff and then you just like don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. And you're mm-hmm. just like, well, everything yeah. that's like is action in this movie. Is this mm-hmm. horrible acts being committed? Right. Right. And I, I, I guess just to, to to finish it up, we've talked about. I mean, there was the, the rape scene for thirty minutes and like three distinct rape scenes. Um, we didn't really talk anything about the revenge of that she had, and she kills all of them. She kills all of the men. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have a favorite death, a favorite revenge death, is my curiosity. Uh, I'll start off. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like, to be honest, I really just didn't, like, enjoy, like, any aspect of the movie. To where, like, even though, like, I, like, somewhat was rooting for Camille Keaton's character because, like, it's only thing you could really, like, hold on to. I was just like sitting there, like I was like, "When is this? When is this movie over?" But I would say the one that like got her the most justice was like when she cut the guy's dick off, and like and like mm-hmm. locked him in the bathroom and played the song. It was kind of like the most fucked up one, and like her uh-huh. like probably the most gratifying for her character. I would say. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. Based on everything that you said, plus, like I said, like, her, like, eerily calm, you know, like, when she's sitting there, like, after, just kind of, like, soaking it all in, I'm like, hey, you know, you could have this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Matt? I, I really like that one, just because, as you were saying, like, that, like, deadpan, like, so serious face she had and it is the most satisfying because she cuts like his testicles off i believe and lets him bleed out and sits there like insanely in like a rocking chair as she plays that record which was i thought and that was my favorite one but i also liked towards the end where she's in the boat and she like Mm -hmm. joust style takes this boat directly at this guy in the water wielding the axe in the air and nails him in the back (laughs) <laughs> that one that one made me laugh but I thought it was good as well I agree mm-hmm. no the one where uh, she kills the guy with the, like, the motor or whatever <laughs> I think I don't know if that's the same guy or the guy who like cut... it's a different guy okay the guy yeah she takes them two out in one go and, that's, uh... right. that's right it's the guy who comes out to save the other guy mm, yes With that, I think that concludes our thoughts on uh, I Spared in Your Grave. 
all of us are in unanimous approval of this movie. If you've listened to the podcast, <laughs> we clearly, clearly all loved it. Um, but no, check it out if you want. I mean, I mean, we told you how we felt about it. You'll probably have similar feelings watching it. But some people like it. Some people, it's got five movies now, so we can't talk for everybody. <laughs> but until next time, you know, we have our website. Get on there. Look at our content, our blogs. Uh, get us with comments what you want us to be talking about maybe mini episode uh ideas for us that we can that we can use because we're all out movies of you yeah <laughs> we yeah we are creatively bankrupt on mini episode <laughs> ideas <laughs> so we need your help and you know you know what i'm gonna promote it i'm gonna promote it we're gonna have a contest soon. <laughs> we've been talking about this in the works we're gonna get a contest out there for you guys um to win a to win a prize um, to be determined and um, yeah get on Twitter Facebook that's where we're at I'll wrap this up uh, I'm Matt Johnson and I'll remain in the shadows I'm Peter Hansen and I'll remain in the shadows bye everyone not enough room in the shadows so find your find your own shadow <laughs> You take the right, and I'll take the left.